We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, this uh, bold prediction show that we have done traditionally every year is just remember to keep in mind that we're going to go through all 32 teams and do a bold prediction. Really, what does that mean, Geek? And what that is, as you know, is uh, it's the 80th percentile outcomes. Basically, if everything goes right for Yeah, the 20th percent, like the 10 or 20th percentile. It's the opposite. Right. So if everything goes right for the most part or everything goes wrong with a specific player, what's like what what could happen? Not, you know, not uh, Jarvis Landry is going to be the wide receiver one overall in fantasy football. Obviously, that's crazy. Right. But these things that if things go right or things go completely wrong for a team, what is something that is bold that could actually happen? And that's what we're going to go through for every team. So I actually have to stop you right there because. I was totally confused. I think it was a typo. I thought this was the bald call. <laughs> I didn't wear a hat. I thought we were doing something completely different. So I'm just mentally adjusting right now to bold, not, not bald. Hey, yeah, listen, you know, bald. What do they say? Bald is better. Bald is beautiful. It is. Bald, bald is beautiful. All right. So you know, we'll, we'll attempt to go through every team, all 32 teams, and give, uh, you know, just like I said, a bold call. We're get, Most people are drafting right now. I just want to remind everyone that the uh, Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by Dynasty Owner, as it is every week. We thank them. Uh, we had those guys on last week talking about their game, so I'd strongly advise everyone to go over to Dynasty Owner, use code ROTO5, and get five bucks off managing a franchise. All right, so let's just start this without any further ado. Um Let's start with the uh, Buffalo Bills, okay? We're going to go Buffalo Bills. I know you had a uh, bold prediction, so why don't you we'll, – we'll do it like this. A bold, a quick bold prediction, maybe a quick comment or two, and move on. And if we need to talk about a player off of that, that's fine. So yes. give me a bold prediction, 80th percentile outcome, uh, likely, unlikely for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, keeping it simple, Stefan Diggs falls outside of the top 12 wide receiver group. He is not – worth a first round pick and he's definitely not worth um what his current adp is wr4 he falls outside of the top 12 my reasoning being the emergence of gabriel davis uh of course dawson knox lots more passing options for josh allen Diggs becomes a seven or eight target a game guy and he just doesn't get there Wow, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's funny. The the fantasy football market loves Diggs. They also love Gabriel Davis. Uh, that would be interesting. I mean, he disappointed a little bit last year. So yeah, that is a bold call. I'll give you that. Uh, let's let's go division by division. We'll stick in the AFC East. You got something for the Dolphins? Uh, I've got something for the Dolphins, and and this one's this one's bold. Raheem Mostert of that wide receiver group emerges 
as the guy with the most yardage. I, I don't think he's going to be most um, rushing yardage, the most rushing yardage of any of those running backs. Everybody thinks it's uh, Chase Edmonds. People talking about Sony Michelle. Raheem Mostert emerges. That is pretty bold. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's that's actually a pretty good bold call because we all know that Raheem Mostert just gets hurt, right? That's what he does. I think he got hurt on the first carry last year. And if he stays healthy, I mean, he's still a good running back, fast running back, fits this scheme perfectly with Mike McDaniel. So, yeah, I mean, if the 80th percentile outcome happens and he stays healthy, that's a really good bold call. All right, Obviously, we're going to zip. the fast injury would not be within that 80% outcome, but it's likely to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about here. If everything goes right, what is the 80th percentile outcome? All right. Um, we're going to go with the Patriots. So I have one for the Patriots here and everyone's forgetting about Nelson Aguilar, man, but Nelson Aguilar will lead the team in receiving touchdowns. Now, at, you know, he was a good touchdown scorer that last year on the Raiders. He is, they're saying that he was a standout in camp. Now, Devontae Parker has not been able to stay healthy. Jacoby Myers, we know, is not a touchdown scorer. Everyone celebrated like he 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 won the uh, the Olympics when he scored his first touchdown last year. So I, I just don't, you know, other than Hunter Henry, I don't see who's a threat to catch touchdowns here. So Nelson Aguilar leads the team in touchdown receptions. It would be my bold call for the Patriots. See, I would flip that. I, I like Devontae Parker to stay healthy and become the actual WR1 that he was always meant to be. Yeah, similar to the Raheem Mostert call there. That yeah. would be a bold call. I mean, without with health, he should be good. And he was uh, very startable in the healthy weeks. All right, we're moving on. Uh, bold call for the New York Jets. Um, here we go. I got one for you here. Elijah Moore, fantasy disappointment. Mm. People, uh, people love Elijah Moore this year. I have, I have. There are fantasy analysts staking their reputation on Elijah Moore. And I just wonder, are they aware that Zach Wilson is the quarterback for the New York Jets and he's absolutely terrible? And we have seen nothing other than hopium smoking that may, would make you think anything else. So I am not excited about uh, a wide receiver connected to Zach Wilson. Elijah Moore ruins your fantasy team this year. You think he's just not even startable. That's your bold call. He ruins your team as you sit there waiting for those big weeks and he's just you're starting but he just burns you. And then and then you put him on the bench that one week, and he goes off, and you're like, oh, back on my team. Burns you some more. Yeah, the so you're saying he, player. he falls into the, oh, my God, I, I too too good to cut and uh, not good enough to start. That would be bad. The good, the, the only uh, ca the, the counter to that uh, is that he did have his, his best weeks with Joe Flacco and Mike White and Joe Flacco's throwing the season. But, yeah, yeah but, I, but it is a bold call. Wilson is, will come back and ruin him. He's going to look good for a couple games. But then he'll ruin your team. All right. So I uh, let's move over to the NFC East. We just did the AFC East. I I have some I four bold predictions for each of the teams, and we can come back and comment on those. Cowboys. I'm sure it's not a surprise. It won't be bold to you, but I think Zeke Elliott still finishes as a top five running back just based on his durability and his accumulation. That wasn't good enough. Just being a 14 point, 15 point running back when you were picked seventh overall in fantasy drafts last year. But when you're picked in the he's solidly in the fourth round. He doesn't even go in the third round right now. So. So not bold to you because we've been talking all offseason, yeah. but I think top five, top six running back is very much in play for Zeke Elliott. Sticking with the brand. I like it. Yep. And Jerry Jones the other day saying that Zeke is the focal point of the offense, which we already knew. All right. Giants, bold call. Wandell Robinson, the rookie, leads the Giants in wide receiver fantasy points. 
Yeah, I, I don't even think that's that crazy of a call. Kadarius Tony can't stay healthy. Sterling Shepard always hurt. Kenny Galladay, a complete disaster. So Wondell Robinson, five foot seven. Like, do it for the little guys. I'll be rooting for him. I'll be yeah. rooting for him. Well, yeah, and Wondell, by the way, was a um was a running back before he was at Kentucky at Nebraska. So you could see Wandell get 40 carries, like two and a half carries per game. I think that also leads to his fantasy, but like a poor man's uh, Debo. You're, you're uh, vertically challenged as I am. Do you root for the little guys? Like, do you have like a certain affinity for the shorter player? Of course. Yeah, of course I, I do. think we all do. Every, yeah. every single five foot eight, you know, wish yeah. couldn't play on the, on the, on the team guy is like, yeah, dude, come on. The let's show you how it's done. The reason Wandell is a bold call is because by ADP, he's not going ahead of the other Giants pass no, catchers. Tony's going way ahead of him. And then those other guys just don't get drafted. So, yeah. All right. Eagles bold, bold call. I almost said bold call again. Uh, Eagles bold call is Jalen Hurts finishes the as the overall QB1. He's the QB6 by ADP. He's got the best offensive line. They've upgraded his pass catchers with, uh, with A.J. Brown. Everyone loves Dallas Goddard, who was a top five tight end after uh, Zach Ertz left. I think it's all set up here. Jalen Hurts is not some second round scrub that he was drafted at. He was a uh, a decorated good college football player who's now translating into the NFL. I'm going to share this with your audience and mine, who happen to be watching this. That Alan, of all of the bold calls that you've made over the years, your most accurate has been. Who will be the QB1 for the season? I'm going to remind everyone wow. that in year two of Lamar Jackson, when he was QB16 coming off the board, no one liked him. Soslowski said QB1. Then in year two of Josh Allen, when no one liked him, or year three, I believe it was, the call was QB1. And last year, you know, I will pat myself on the back on the Jalen Hurts draft him in every league he'll give you top three upside and he did so um i love this call and i believe in it victory lap a podcast who doesn't love Deserve that and by the way and, for those other calls <laughs> and everybody who's watching in the chat throw your bold calls for each of the teams we're talking about in the chat we love to if there's some uh some good ones we'll try to read them out at the end all right so in the nfc east we're in the commanders now hear me out geek my bold call is that carson wentz finishes as a top 12 quarterback in fantasy scoring now hear me out before i see you're gritting your teeth i can't i can't I hold can't. on, hold on. let me let me let me get the one the one minute the 10 second case for it he carson wentz was qb what last year in final fantasy points 17, six points were 18 20 13 get out of here yes in six point scoring in four point no he was he drops to 14 or 15 but in six point leagues uh, which a lot of us play in. He was QB 13 or 14. I think it was 13. And I, I mean, why can't he? Now he's got Terry McLaurin, right? Now he has uh, some good weaponry. He's got a pretty a, a decent, robust line. Is there I'm good not, weaponry or is it just Terry McLaurin, a rookie? Who we all like and who's getting, uh, you know, Jahan Dotson getting ready. I'm just saying it's, like? not, it's not likely to happen, but it's a bold call. People are drafting Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins as that backstop quarterback. I'm saying, why can't it be Carson Wentz? All right. I would be shocked if that happened, but I am shocked that he was QB 14 last year. So call it, color me surprised. All right. All right. Let's go back into the AFC where you were, um, you had a couple bold calls in the AFC West. We had the Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, and Chargers. So let's start with the, uh, the Chiefs. 
What's going to be your bold call for the Chiefs for 2022? Sky Moore emerges as the leader in receptions and yardage for the second half of the season. So it'll take a minute. It'll take a minute for him to get there. Rookie. By the second half of the season, he outproduces Travis Kelsey and all of those other nayer duels at the wide receiver position, including the oft-injured Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, I mean, everyone likes Sky Moore. I, I think that is good. And I, and I like that you caveated it a little bit with second half of the season because maybe those who draft Sky Moore will have to end up dropping him. And then you get and scoop them up because the buys start hitting in week six, week seven. We get they gets it gets painful to hold producer uh, players that don't produce. So I like that call. The, the rookies um, take a minute to come around. I mean, think about even even Chase last year. It took a minute. It took a minute for these guys to come around. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that is that is fair enough, man. So that is a pretty bold call, given that Juju and Travis Kelsey uh, are there and they should be yardage kings. Uh, you got one for the Broncos? I do. I do, and this is one of my favorite bulk calls of the year. So listen carefully. Cortland Sutton is this year's Cooper Cup. Cliche. I love it. I love cliches. I mean, this year's Cooper Cup, everybody's looking for it. This is actually that, right? This is a guy who's been mired with horrific quarterback plays his entire career. He finally gets a stud. Similar, uh, He finally gets a stud quarterback. He is a stud wide receiver by profile. He finishes in the top three fantasy production at the WR position. You, he will lead your team to a fantasy championship this year based on his ADP in the third or fourth round. Right. We're, we're playing in some of these high stakes contests, NFFC, FFPC, all that stuff. And he goes in the third round, but in your home league, he might even go in the fifth round. Yes. He's not going to be a name that Bob in accounting uh, fully grasps. In fact, they may take Jerry Judy over him still. So I love that call. Hey, just uh, incidentally, there are people that are taking Javante Williams in the second round. Are they going to be happy with that pick? No. Okay. Fair enough. I like that call. All right. Uh, Raiders. You got a bold call for the Raiders. And by the way, everyone, I'm here with the geek from DFS Army. Everybody knows the geek. And we are going through every team in the NFL, all 32 teams. If you miss some of the bold calls and we're giving them a bold call, an 80th percentile outcome for every team, feel free to rewind the stream. Or if you're listening on the podcast feed, uh, you've heard all the bold calls. All right. We're looking at long shots here. And not long shots, 80th percentile outcome. It's got to yeah. be an outcome that's plausible if everything goes right. Yeah. So what do you got for the Raiders? I've got Zamir White surpassing Jacobs as the yardage and touches leader in that Raiders backfield. Um, you know, they finally kind of give up on Jacobs. Maybe his off-injured nature kind of comes back to haunt him. But the, the coaching staff just, I don't know, seems really milk toast on Jacobs. Zamir White takes over the spot. Yeah, I, I mean, they drafted him. He was a banger. The only issue with Zamir White was his 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 two uh, catastrophic knee injuries. But if he's healthy, man, I mean, he's he's Nick Chubb, man, right? He's one of the best runners in this class. So I like that as a bold call. And let's get one from you from the Chargers. Give me a bold call from the Chargers. If uh, Do you have one? Yeah, I mean, uh, here's what I got for the Chargers. Love the team. Joshua Palmer emerges as a... Top 36 score. Nah, he's not going crazy, but he emerges. And it, it might be a an injury or something, but he he's looking great, and he gets the chance to shine as a top 36 wide receiver uh, fantasy producer this year. So he takes a leap up. He's not really even being drafted. No, he's he takes a leap top up and becomes a startable player. 
Yeah, and I think that's a great call as well because there's really not a tight end that they spread the wealth to. I mean, Gerald Everett is always like a guy with upside. Parham has been an end zone, like a touchdown catcher, but there's a lot of room for Palmer, and especially if there's an injury to Mike Williams or Keenan Allen. Both have had a history where they've missed some games. Yeah, uh, more recently. Keenan Allen used to be an injury guy. People forget because he's kind of shed the topic, but there were multiple seasons in a row where he was he was knocked out. So Josh Palmer. All right, here we go. NFC West. I'm going to take this division, the Cardinals, the Rams, the 49ers, and Seahawks. I'll give you one bold prediction for each of those teams. And Geek, you can come back and comment on them. Uh, Let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I know DeAndre Hopkins is being drafted in the sixth round because he's going to miss the first six games. But my bold call is... I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a top 24 wide receiver when he does return. Let's just talk about the games he returns. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was getting the target volume when he was healthy last year, but we've already saw with Will Fuller, there was a PED violation. Was that propping him up? Was that keeping him healthy? Can DeAndre Hopkins stay healthy and as productive at age 30? Now, we love DeAndre Hopkins, and I think he'll have some games, but they're going to have Zach Ertz. Supposedly, you know, I mean, James Conner is going to be a focal point of the game. Uh, Kyler Murray in the last few seasons has gone down where he's, he's not been great in the second half of the season. He'll be a little banged up. Uh, it'll be interesting, but I am not drafting DeAndre Hopkins thinking he's going to be startable as a, that's my bold call for the, for the Cardinals. I, you know, listen, I can't argue with it. I, I like DeAndre Hopkins, but he hasn't been really a top 12 guy anyway. Um, in the last couple of years w- with the emergence, but you know, what about Kyler Murray just not being good because he doesn't study the game. <laughs> like, yeah. It just keeps getting worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, and falls outside of the top 12. So I thought that might be interesting as well. Uh, yeah. Probably, uh, top 12. It's just that he has such a high floor. It would be yeah. hard for him to fall out of the top 12. But um, one of the podcasts that I listen to regularly, uh, the Breakfast Table podcast, they had a, a funny um, – they said something funny about about uh, uh, Kyler Murray. They said that Kyler Murray is like a, a stick of bubble gum in one of those uh, – trading card packs that you put it in your mouth and it tastes so good. But like 10 seconds later, it's like, yeah, it's just like cardboard. So Murray's good in the beginning of the season. So I want to give them credit for, uh, yeah, I like for that. that. That was a good like reference. That. All right. The Rams, Allen bowl call here. 80th percentile outcome. Allen Robinson has more fantasy points than Cooper cup in September. The defenses are going to key on Cooper cup. They're not going to let them beat him. So that opens up everything for Allen Robinson. Who's been the star of camp. The month of September. Of course, Cooper Cup is one of the best players in all fantasy football and in real football. Bold call. Yeah, no, that's bold. And and I with the 80% outcome, it fits exactly what this is. It could totally have, I don't know about a full year, but you're talking about early in the season, September, one month. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I think that's very possible. And I love Allen Robinson this season in general. Yeah, there's some people that aren't in on Allen Robinson. That was surprising to me. All right, the 49ers. Oh, by the way, let's let's stick with the Rams for a second here. Which running back do you think is going to end up being the more useful of the two? I, I, you know, if we're doing bull calls, I would no, no, real, real it. call here. Yeah, real I do call. think it's going to be Cam Akers. Um, you, you know, you, what made me, what gave me a little bit of comfort? Obviously, he sucked in the playoffs, didn't have the explosiveness, but it's been a whole year. Like he played, he's had a whole year to heal. I think that he'll be fine. Yeah, someone in, uh, in the in the chat here, Tattoo, said A.J. Green excels and takes targets from Hopkins. Oh uh, you know, it's funny. I, I love A.J. Green, but I call him uh, Ancient Green. Yeah, Not AJ Green, ancient green. Yeah, beyond okay. ancient at this point. All right, shout out to all our people in the chat there. Keep the good comments coming. What's up, Shane, Julia, everyone? Tattoo, uh, Shane Jesus, is a big uh, doubter 
of Allen Robinson, but I had to talk him off that ledge. Yeah, no. don't let him don't let him say that publicly. No. I'm only kidding. All right, 49ers, bold call. Here we go. Elijah Mitchell finishes as a top 10 running back. We all agree that if he was assumed perfect health, he would already be a top 10 running back, a first-round pick. He put on a little bit of extra weight this year to survive the hits. Now, we saw him already get a little dinged up in camp, but he is the perfect running back to operate in Kyle Shanahan's system. And now, with the threat of Trey Lance running, that should open up things. The linebackers have to watch the backside. Jim Coventry explained this to me perfectly, so I'm uh, I want to give this take out to the audience here who hasn't heard this one. And if you can't just, with Jimmy Garoppolo, they knew once they handed it off, all the linebackers would converge. A lot of big hits on Mitchell. Now the threat that uh, Lance can zip around the backside. The linebackers are going to have to be a little softer. And Elijah Mitchell, man, um, he does have some injury risks, risk, but if everything goes right, you're talking about a top 10 running back that you're getting in the fifth round. Bold call. I, I, I love this call. I think, yeah, 49ers running backs. The 49ers have been waiting for a running quarterback for years. They're trying to do what they did. Um, the staff, the RG3, Alfred Morris thing, and there wasn't that much talent with Alfred Morris kind of running in a similar scheme. Put Elijah Mitchell in there. He's got the speed. I love it. I love the call. And um, you know, I got I have a little bold prediction for the uh for so on the same note of bold, Debo Samuel falls outside of the top 12 and becomes a bit of a fantasy disappointment. Not not horrible, but just with such a run-focused offense and with the team maybe not running Debo as much this year. There's just not enough passing game volume to go around to produce what people were hoping for and what they saw from him, which were those multiple 25-plus point games like we saw last year. We, we don't see it from Debo this season, 80%. Yeah, it's uh, he's been a pick I've avoided in the second round. I understand if somebody Red wants flag. to make it. Unfortunately, you did make that in our That's NFFC it. draft. So, you know, we they we, left uh, me no option. <laughs> I mean, he still that, belongs where he belongs, but right. there's just concerns. Like, what do you do? I mean, I would have reached Brown ahead of him. I don't know what to do there. Right. Or no do you back left? Right. You could have reached up for Michael Pittman, but that would have been uncomfortable too. Let's let's keep going, man. Uh, right now, we are doing all our bold calls, one bold call for every team. I And a bold call is defined as an 80th percentile outcome for the Seahawks. Ready for this one, Geek? The DK Metcalf is, a, is the wide receiver eight or better in September. Everyone's going to be yelling sell high. Now, here's the case for DK Metcalf. He is the ultimate alpha, right? I think on a talent basis alone, we can see it. No one's going to disagree with that. If he was with Patrick Mahomes, he would be the wide receiver one, two, three, or four, right? Absolutely. But. What happens is sometimes, and my former colleague Chris Liss explained this best, and he said that sometimes when you have the the um, the gunslinger quarterback that's below the level of a competent quarterback, and I think Drew Locke clarify, uh, it, it classifies as that, they just go to their alpha receiver and, and hope they're going to make a play, right? It's not like what you don't want is the Tyrod Taylor, the uh, Andy Dalton conservative guy. If he gets in trouble, he's going to have DK be the great eraser. So you could see DK Metcalf getting 10 targets a game and nobody likes the offensive line. So he's just going to chuck it up there. DK Metcalf, when uh, getting those YOLO balls and just throwing them up there, he can pull them down and have multi-touchdown games. DK Metcalf in the fifth round pick is going to be a league winner for the month of September. Bull call. Yeah. I mean, I'm having a hard time signing off on that one. That's a little too bold, a little too bold for my, my <laughs> taste. Uh, I'm pretty sure Cortland Sutton was on a team with Drew Locke and it didn't look well. It didn't go well. For Sutton, it sucked. 
And so, I, yeah. you know, I just don't see. I, I think actually Geno Smith might be the better. Well, Sutton, Sutton did have that amazing run in 2019 with Drew Locke. I mean, that's when he broke out. Like two games. But, in, I mean, until he got hurt, right? Until he got hurt. So it has, there is precedent for this with Drew Locke. And he got a time frame. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Right. There's some, and but DK yeah, Metcalf, no, we all we all agree on the uh, alpha talent. All right. Let's I, I move would say, though, I would say, though, don't draft DK Metcalf. Don't. In the fifth round? Is he going in the fifth at this point? Because the guy was going yeah. in the third round when I was saying, screaming, don't draft him. Let's, uh, call the, let's call it the fourth round in home leagues because there is some name value attached. I still think, like, would you take DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin? I think McLaurin. Fair. And he's going ahead of him in ADP. Yeah. All right, let's move over, Geek. We are, uh, believe it or not, halfway through our bold calls. We're doing one bold call, 80th percentile outcome for every single team. We are now in the uh, AFC North, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers. Let's let's go to you, Geek, with the Bengals. What is going to be your bold call for the Cincinnati Bengals? And just remember, everyone, put your bold calls in the chat. We'll, do, we'll try to get to as many as we can and call you out at the end. How about How about this one? With no tight end, Tyler Boyd actually emerges as a target hog and outproduces T. Higgins in the month of September. I like that, man. I, I like that a lot. And I and I like T. Higgins. I like T. Higgins a lot. But we're forgetting about Tyler Boyd. He's going to be – you could see it, right? Chase emerges as the ultimate alpha, right? I mean, everyone is, thinks Hayden Hurst is a nice, sneaky, late pick. He's never really produced. No, no. And Joe, not good. Right. And if the coverage is tilted towards the two wide receivers, that's going to let Tyler Boyd. I could see if everything goes right for the first four weeks, we could be sitting here and like Tyler Boyd is like wide receiver 15, 17, and T. Higgins is like wide receiver 20, you know? So we've seen it before. We've yeah. Seen it before. The, we've the seen this before. That, that Chase sucks up are actually the T. Higgins targets when he's getting 12. And, and Boyd gets those tight end, you know, th those somebody he's got to have a dump off guy and it ain't mixed and the guy can't 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 play on passing down. So why not Boyd? Yeah, I like that call. And especially, like you said, there's no the 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 target tree that is so narrow and, and Boyd's a good receiver. All right. Do you have one for the Ravens? Do you think do you have I, a, a I don't call? Know how bold this one is. So I'm almost I, I don't know how bold this one is, but I'm going to give my prediction for the Ravens, which is Dobbs has an injury marred uh, uh, Dobbins? Dobbins has an injury marred season coming off the injury never quite healthy they push him back little injuries finishes outside the top 30 at the running back position this is this bold yes it is bold okay. because again I agree with you that Dobbins is not going to have a um he's not going to make ADP meaning like he won't pay off um and it's only it's not a question of his talent it's a question of uh, the receptions are, are are not going to be there likely for him and if he doesn't score touchdowns uh he's not going to and the, the injury recovery is slow so yeah I, I think that's a bull call based on ADP that he won't finish as a top 30 running back and again we could be wrong but I don't like the fact that he it's still a mystery whether he's ready week one like we want we want our players going into the season healthy if they're injured going in, you always end up with those little soft tissue injuries, the compensation injuries. There's a lot of pressure on players. And, and this is just an overall when a player is injured in the preseason thing. There's a lot of pressure on these guys to get in the game. And what happens is they're not fully stretched out. They didn't have the proper training camp. And they just get little injuries, and it ruins the whole year for them. And then that next year, they come back, and then they're great. 
Totally. He'll be he'll be last year's bums type of guy. He'll be like the guy that everybody likes. I, I'm I'm with you on that call completely there. Uh, by the way, let's just take a quick break here, not for the video audience, but for the podcast audience. Just stick with us through three minute break. This Rotowire podcast is brought to you by my favorite meal kit, Factor. I gave Factor a try, and I can tell you firsthand, eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every meal arrives fresh, not frozen, and they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Every week, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from, and there's something for every diet, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after those wellness goals. One of my favorite things about Factor is the convenience. We're talking meals that are good to go in two minutes or less. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. There's no prep, there's no mess, no cooking, no cleanup, none of that. It's perfect if you have a busy lifestyle and you can't dedicate an hour plus each day to preparing lunch or preparing dinner. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor also offers options for every meal. Pancakes, smoothies, you name it. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, dinner, whatever you need, Factor has it. Factor is also tailored to your schedule, so you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you could pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. We've run the numbers over here. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be both nutritious and delicious. Head over to factormeals.com slash rotowire50 and use the code rotowire50. That'll get you 50% off your order. That's code rotowire50 at factormeals.com slash rotowire50 to get 50% off today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back. I'm here with the Fantasy Football Geek at FFootballGeek on Twitter. I'm at Alan Sislowski. Follow us on Twitter, also at Rotowire. And we are giving 32 bold calls for the NFL season from a fantasy football perspective, one for each team. Sometimes we'll give you two. Who knows? But we're flying through these teams. Uh, put your bold calls in the chat. We were uh, talking about the Ravens. Thank the bold. You think team fans are like waiting for their team to come up? Like, all right, I love the, you know, I love the Browns. I love this team. Well, what are they going to say about yeah. them? Like, or or, or the ones football guys and we don't care. We just care about the players. Right. If they've drafted someone, if they're coming into a draft, they want to see these plausible outcomes. I mean, I, my one that I was going to tag onto the Ravens and we don't have to, we don't want to belabor the point, but Isaiah likely 
the tight end that they drafted in the fourth round emerges as the second leading pass catcher on the Ooh. team. They don't really, they don't really have a second pass catcher. They have Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews. Fine, they're to be the one and two, but the WR two, nobody likes Devin Duvernay. Oh, oh, really, so you're saying after those two, you're right. number three, not your number second, three. You're number three because I was like, wow, who's he passing, Bateman right. or or Andrews? No. He ain't passing either one of those guys. Yeah, number three. So he's the the wide receiver too, in a sense, like yes. even though he's a tight end, because he is basically a wide. He's like an Evan Ingram type of wide receiver, and he he's just good at football. You saw a, uh, that on display when he had eight for eighty. So I say that not Devin Duvernay, not Prochet, that it's Isaiah Likely that is emerges as the as the the next guy. Let's call him the third best pass catcher in that offense. So. I could see it, and I like it. Okay, all right, let's move on, man. Um, yeah. Someone asked it quickly how we, 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 we like Bateman like everybody else. We're love taking him in the fourth round. There's yeah, we no, love no hot take there. No hot take. I, All right. I wanted to try to find a bold call, honestly, for Bateman, but there's nothing bold about it. I think he will be a top 12 wide receiver. Okay. Is that bold? No. Yeah. All right. What I think is going to happen. We covered the Ravens. We covered the Bengals. Let's go to the Browns. Do you have a bold call for the Browns? Um, I do. I do. So Njoku emerges this season as a real weapon with Jacoby Brissett at the helm and then furthers that whenever uh, Deshaun Watson comes back. So David Njoku finally breaks out, justifies his massive payroll, and Brissett loves the tight ends, as does Deshaun Watson. Different kind of tight ends Deshaun likes, though. Yeah, I think that that's a really good bold call because David Njoku – is probably better off with Brissett, given Brissett's history with tight ends and looking to that part of the field. I think that's a really good bowl call. I won't tag on to that. And last, the Steelers. Give me your bowl call for the Steelers. There's a so lot. I've, of- got a, I've got a double tap for this one. Number one, Pickett wins the starting job. Okay. May not be so bold as that has been coming out is in that, camp, so I'm, I'm going to throw Colt. All right. So people are saying that. But here's the bold. Deontay Johnson drops outside of the top 36. He requires massive passing game volume. That was more of a Ben Roethlisberger thing. And we no longer have our Deontay Johnson uh, volume cheat code week after week. He drops out of the top 36 bulk call. I love it. That's a good one because he's being drafted routinely in the fourth round. All right, we're going to move over now to the NFC North. I've covering the Bears, the Lions, the Packers, and the Vikings. I'll give one bold call for each of these teams, Geek, and then you can you know do your usual, add some, some flavor to it. All right, the Bears. Darnell Mooney is a top 10 wide receiver for the first six weeks of the season while the weather is still good. You and I talked about that the Bears have never had a good fantasy quarterback, and they've never had well, maybe Jake Cutler, and they've never had a, a wide receiver. I can't even think of one other than a short stint from Alshon Jeffrey and maybe a little bit of Brandon Marshall, but Mooney wheels up for the first month and a half of December. I mean – I like that you qualified it with a shortened time frame. Six weeks. Yeah, six-week time frame, and that's cool. I will say, though, beware of the Chicago offense and their lack of ever being um, produced. Oh, Bobby Clinks. There we go. Trubisky's not even starting. All right. Don't yell at one person in the chat. We got a big audience. but uh, All right, so there we go. That was our Bears uh, bowl call. you know, David Montgomery, your guy. I think we're we're we like his ADP, so nothing bold there. Let's move over to the Lions. All right, ready for this one? Here's my bold call: 80th percentile outcome. DJ Shark, who's already had a thousand yard and multi touchdown season, will have six touchdowns by week seven. So almost a touchdown a week. Jared Goff 
is pretty comfortable in the pocket when he's protected. The Lions have a top three offensive line. And if he has time to make the reads and make the throws, the Lions want to take the top off. All the attention is going to be on Amon Ra, on DeAndre Swift. DJ Shark has already proven he's a good deep threat. And I think he's going, my bold call will be six touchdowns in the first seven weeks for DJ Shark. I'm putting this one outside of the, 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 the this is like a, a 99 percentile outcome. Like I, I just, just for him to last six weeks in a season would, would be a, you know, a, a 10%, uh, you know, a, a top, I, I flip it, but you know, it would be almost impossible. Like I give him a 10% chance of lasting seven games, just not getting hurt. Just so DJ shark, I would say, uh, I, I, I don't have his career stats up here, but that one year that he had, right. That, uh, that, that career year, let's see if, uh, Let's see his career stats. Let's look it up here. Hmm. You would think it would be easier to pull up stats real quick. Uh, I'm going to look up on pro football reference. Here we go. Just to give. All right. So that big year that DJ shark had, he had, let's see uh, from a yardage perspective, total yards. He had a, a thousand yards and eight touchdowns. So that was with the Jaguars in 2019. So it is. He is a player. He is. A, and remember, he was a second round pick. Just remember, when you like a bowl call, you can feel free to hit the like button. Don't hit the thumbs down. That hurts us. So if you don't, you don't like this, let us down. The just let us know in the chat. Like, <laughs> just, just let us know in the chat if you hate, comment, it, you hate one of the bowl calls. Comment brutally in the chat why we're idiots for these horrible <laughs> calls. Brutally. Brutalize right. us. In the and, chat. All right. Packers, bowl caller, 80th percentile outcome. You know where I'm going with this. Aaron Jones yeah. finishes as a top three running back overall. Aaron Jones, the case for him is simple. He's already had a 19 touchdown season. He's firmly in Rogers circle of trust. I acknowledge he's going to lose some carries to AJ Dillon, but uh, the we've actually quantified this on a rotowire stream the other day, the number of points per game that Aaron Jones at small sample has increased with Devonte Adams out of the lineup is 8.8. The other day, Jim Coventry on his stream, he actually quantified it. We all know the splits are good. Aaron Jones could be that mega monster this year. He's never had less than nine touchdowns in a season. I think he's got RB1 overall bull call. Yeah, I think it's bold, and I think it's within the realm of reason. Um, you know, I don't see I don't see him getting 20 carries in any game this year no he will not he'll be 14 carries tops we don't care about those those useless carries in between the 20s we care about our goal line touches and passing game targets and we could see his even looking at those those podcasts that you put out and some of those split numbers his his target numbers go up close to seven seven plus targets per game when Devontae adams was out and when martez valdez scanling essentially when there's no one else to throw to they throw to him. If you remember a few years back, even Ty Montgomery, when when the Packers didn't have anybody to throw to at the wide receiver position, Ty Montgomery comes into a game and gets 11 targets. Good this point. offense does not mind throwing to running backs, and this quarterback doesn't mind featuring a running back in the passing game. I, I, I'm down with that call. And I see some uh, pushback on, you know, from anyone listening to this podcast that's high on A.J. Dillon. There is room for Aaron Jones to be a top three running back and A.J. Dillon to be a top 15 running back. There is room for both of these guys, especially if you're as low on the pass catchers as, as Geek and I are. Uh, you know, nobody would take those guys in the fourth round, right? Any yeah, of the pass catchers? Know, I'm in a fairly high stakes best ball league where somebody took Alan Lazard in, I think it was the first pick of round four, right? That's aggressive. And I was like, um, you know, ahead of Bateman, ahead of like real good WR1s. 
And I have concerns about like, what do you? No, don't do that. All right, the Vikings. I like, I like Lazard early in the season. You know, ADP of you know round eight and nine, but not not round four. Don't take him in round four. Nobody's doing that. Nobody. Nobody's Somebody doing that. Somebody did it. You get. You're making a straw man argument here. Nobody's taking Lazard in round four. I will four. show you my underdog. I'm not saying one idiot didn't do it. I'm saying no one else is doing that. All right, here we go, guys. Uh, the Vikings. This may. I think this is a bold call. Some of you may not, but next year, 2023, there will be a consensus that Justin Jefferson is the 1.1 in all formats. Doesn't matter if it's half PPR, full PPR. We've seen him already in his rookie season, first two years, have the most yards of any player in the first two years of their career he was wide receiver eight as a rookie wide receiver four last year by all accounts this new system with kevin o'connell and his and his camp report wait a minute wait a minute he was wide receiver four last year yes well who was who was wide receiver two here i'll look it up for you but here let me uh oh Devontae adams probably Devontae adams and yeah here we go i'll I'll give you a a full no it's it's a good that's a good stop i didn't realize adams was two I'm I'm assuming Chase was three and then Jefferson was yeah. three. Debo was two. Cooper Cup was one. Debo was two. Oh, Devontae oh. Adams was three. And Justin Jefferson was four so this last is, This is fantasy production, not yardage. And oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Fan- Debo, we're talking- we're, we got we got some uh running back uh totals going on there. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so here we go. So, you know, like I said, he's the consensus one one next year. I believe that if everything goes right for Justin Jefferson in this new system with Kevin O'Connell, uh, he could easily reach uh, 1,800 yards. He had 1,600 last year, and he had double-digit touchdowns. 16 touchdowns is in play. I know Adam Thielen has been really good on the goal line, but Irv Smith, man, that guy's soft. You can't count on him, and who else is there? So if he does the 1,800 and 16 touchdowns, he is the consensus 1-1. That's my bold prediction, meaning if everything goes right, that's what we're looking at. I have no argument there. I think um, even without that insane season, just another year of age on um, Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, it's going to be a it's going to be a battle between Chase and Jefferson for that top spot. All right, we got two more divisions to do. We got the AFC South and the NFC South. So, Geek, I'm going to go to you. We're going to cover the Texans, the Colts, the Jags, or the Titans. Let's start with the Titans. If All right, our so- 80th, what's that? Our 80th percentile outcome. A bold call. If everything goes right. Give me a bold call for the Titans. See, this is a wacky one for me because I could go two completely opposite ways with this. So I'm going to talk about Derrick Henry, right? And the bold, like what's the bold on this guy? Uh, The bold call is all of the naysayers are wrong. He still comes out beast mode and leads the league in touchdowns at the running back position. That's your sin. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Derrick Henry was the best player in fantasy until he got hurt. I mean, if you had Derrick Henry, you were in first or second place in your league. And then when you lost Derrick Henry last year, you fell out of the playoffs. And everyone's assuming, okay, that the injury seal is cracked. And there's a lot of merit to that, right? Because if that didn't happen, Derrick Henry would be the consensus 1-1. So well, you're saying... I don't know that I don't know that, that would have been the consensus. So I have a different red flag for this team, which is why it's kind of weird I can go either way. My red flag for the Titans in general is that they suck this year. Derrick Henry requires positive game scripts to produce fantasy outcomes. And it's not that Derrick Henry gets hurt again. It's just that the Titans just aren't good. They aren't winning games like they did. They had like these miraculous wins last year. The loss of AJ Brown affects them very terribly. And they become this bad team that just game scripts Derrick Henry out of a lot of games. So he has a ton of duds. So I know it's, it's, 
I'm reverberating two different sides of a, of a coin, but it's not the injury, but rather the team being bad. Yeah, we have a uh, a trail on Burke's truther in here. Um, you know, slow start and then finishes as the wide re- as a top six wide receiver. I, I have the opposite uh, bold call on Burke's side, but I've you know listen. If you were in on Traylon Burks, the rookie wide receiver before, you're you're gonna make excuses the whole time. You're gonna and if you were out on him like we were, geek, you're gonna make excuses and 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 form a narrative that he's bad. You know, I mean, I took Jahan Dotson ahead of him in a rookie draft, so uh, we can go either way. I don't want to uh, spend too much but time I on Burke. Ball is bold. So I'm going to be, that's the bold side. The, the consensus is no one likes Burks. All so right. the bold is. No, no, you, I'm, the, the consensus is still there. Everyone's making excuses for Burks. Oh, really? Right, let's go to, the, let's go to the Jags. You got a bold call for the Jaguars this year. I, I do. And I actually, I, I like this outcome to actually happen. Travis Etienne. Top three fantasy producer in 2022. He comes out, uh, guns ablazing, people confused, not realizing that he's also a large running back. People think he's some gadget little guy who's going to like lose goal line touches to James Robinson when he comes back. Travis Etienne is not a small running back. He has all the size. He's got everything you need at the position. He is pretty much the prototype of what you want. 5'10", 210 pounds. That's like kind of in the Alvin Kamara range. Yeah, Kamara's not a small guy. Kamara has the right size dimensions. 5'10", 210, 215. That's what you want in your running back. And he comes out and absolutely smashes. Um, People were were laughing at me uh, on a thread where I I was talking about how uh, somebody was reaching for ETN in round two. Somebody else was like, he's a round four guy. He's not. You're going to love Travis ETN. PPR points, touchdowns. Uh, elite talent. He's going to be great this year. Yeah. It's hard to argue with that. It's easy to see Travis Etienne being, you know, a first round pick next year. Uh, let's keep moving in the AFC South, the Colts. Do you have a bold prediction for the Indianapolis Colts? Uh, Indianapolis Colts. I've got Paris Campbell emerging as a startable fantasy asset this year. Listen, we've been waiting. (laughs) This is, it, it will take a top, 80% 80% outcome for this to happen. He's always when you say hurt. When you say hurt. startable, you mean like a top 36, a top yeah, 24? Yeah, to me is top 36. So, uh, you know, listen, uh, is he he has zero chance of being a top 10 wide receiver, but he's a startable asset. That means top 36 fantasy production. Um, I think a lot of things have to go right for that to happen, but the talent has always been there. He just couldn't stay on the field. So, you know, how about Paris Campbell being useful? I like it. You know, Paris Campbell is one of those guys. I, I refuse the cut in Dynasty, and I've been taking him at the end of the best ball dress. I'm with you. All right, give me one for the Texans, man. Bold call. Texans, um, again, I, at this point, this is becoming consensus. Yeah, you but can't I, say anything with Damian Pierce because he's uh, going in the fifth round now. He's going in the fifth round. So, But I've been, I've been screaming it yeah. all offseason. All right, all right, so th- you just took away my bold call. What well, do you have I, Texans? Give me, give, me, give me one of yours. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I would say, how about this? For bold? Nico Collins outproduces. I, I, you know, I can't even say it. It sounds stupid. I, I, don't yeah, I was going to say Nico Collins is a top 36 wide receiver. He's going now in round 14. Uh, you know, we love the talent uh, with him. Uh, he's got that alpha profile. So if Davis Mills fires, as you and I uh, he think he will. Brandon Cooks. Not going there with that because Brandon Cooks. Is, I, yeah. I can't go that but far. Top 36. Yes, 36. I'm in on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, what were you going to say with uh, Pierce, though? What what Pierce, was going to be your bold call? Yeah, Pierce, top six fantasy scorer this year. So top six, top yeah, six running back in the league. A workhorse. Oh, that is Three a bold down call. back, and one of only six or seven that exist 
in the National Football League. He gets a workhorse role and is able to parlay that into a quality fantasy season. That's really what I've been talking about with Pierce all off seasons. Like this guy is a workhorse. He has a three down skill set. And why would they play these old dudes? You know, Marlon Mack, the molasses footed. He's basically uh, Alfred Morris reincarnate. Yeah. All what right. Very good. He's literally 37 years old. We're going to finish up with the NFC South. I've put together four bold predictions for the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Bucks. Uh, Geek's going to comment on them, and then we will wrap up the show. All right, everybody. So the Falcons, Cordell Patterson, who's going in the ninth and 10th round, is a top 12 running back until he gets injured, just like last year. This is not a bold call, people. People are sleeping on Cordell Patterson. He was phenomenal. I mean, he's going to get the volume. I know we all like Tyler Algier, and he will be involved, but Cordell Patterson does it all when he's used correctly. He's basically what uh, Coach Arthur Smith had in Derrick Henry, this oversized six foot two monster playing running back. And this isn't even a far stretch. He was a top eight, top 10 running back until he got hurt last year. So I think people are asleep, or you can get a top 12 upside running back in Cordell Patterson in the ninth and 10th round. If you were playing that anchor running back, draft one running back and hit the wide receiver market, this is the target. Everyone's talking about Chase Edmonds as a nice PPR target in the sixth, seventh round. I agree. But Patterson, is the one that I think has the be- best outcome at the cheapest price. I love Cordero. He's basically Debo Samuel light. You're getting five or six targets in the passing game. You're getting seven or eight rushing attempts that are high, high value rushing attempts. Yep. When he scores, he smashes. He wins you tournaments. We're, we're, we're doing over at DFS Army, we're doing the back test. We're doing a back test thing where we go back and we rerun every single slate from the 2021 season, just get, get the, get the old DFS muscles flexing. And it, you know, as I'm going through it, I'm like, holy shit, holy shit. Like Cordero Patterson shows up in a lot of tournament winning lineups over the course of the 2021 season, because of what he did, he kind of was obscure. Then he's doing it for a few weeks in a row. So love Cordero. And who doesn't love the age 30 breakout, the old popular age 30 breakout. All right, here we go. Uh, Panthers Panthers is my bold call is there's nothing to see here. Everyone loves DJ Moore as his popular breakout. DJ Moore has gotten the yardage every year. He just has had, he's been, let's say, held back by four touchdowns. Now, in Maryland, he was a touchdown scorer. He's getting like these 11 touchdown seasons. I don't see Baker Mayfield as a touchdown elevator in Carolina. I know that people like him because it's a major upgrade from Sam Darnold, but look at look at Odell Beckham had zero touchdowns with Baker Mayfield and then had seven touchdowns when he went to Matthew Stafford. Now you could say that Baker Mayfield's throwing style and Odell Beckham's play style don't match up. So my bold call, 80th percentile, is that those who draft DJ more aggressively in the third round are going to be disappointed. He's going to have a good season, but I would say that his touchdowns don't top five and a half. So I'm going to say under five and a half touchdowns. Bull call. I can't argue with that at all. I totally agree with it. You can't anybody looking at Baker Mayfield to elevate a wide receiver. Hasn't been watching him for the lot for his career. Um, what about Christian McCaffrey? Is it a bold call to say, if you use your first round pick on Christian McCaffrey, you're more likely than not to be setting yourself up to lose your fantasy league this year when he gets hurt. <laughs> I mean, if you're in a hot, if you're in an overall contest, I understand doing it, but it's like, you know, it's swinging for the fences. Um, you know, it's, I, I agree with you. I would not take Christian McCaffrey in the top five, six picks, but I understand why someone would do it in a high, in an overall contest. Not me though. I want to actually, saying, win money. Hey, I'm in my friends and family league. 
I'm trying, I'm better than them, but Hey, if I get, I can't absorb injury mistakes. Should I be messing with Christian McCaffrey or should I just say, you know what? I'll take Justin Jefferson here. Let somebody else do that. And, you know, worry about an injury every week. Like, could we, we got- really see Christian McCaffrey playing more than 10 healthy games this year? Do you, is that's not bold. I, I, I have a hard time visioning it. If you uh, don't like Christian McCaffrey to stay healthy, you should be drafting a lot of Deontay Foreman uh, in the later rounds. All right, let's go. We got two more teams to get through geek. We got the saints and the bucks. We're giving one bowl call for every team. We actually are going to get through this. The saints, my bowl call 80th percentile outcome. Chris Olave scores 10 touchdowns this season and wins rookie of the year. I, I love it. I love the call. I think it's within the absolute realm of possibility. He's got the right quarterback. Uh, Michael Thomas, we don't trust him that much um, to stay healthy. He looks good. But even if he does, Olave talent and was supposedly the most NFL ready wide receiver to come out of this year's draft. I, I love that call. I and he pretty- had. And he had two years of his college career with uh, 12, I think 12 plus touchdowns, 11 plus touchdowns. His junior year, I believe he had like seven. I'm going off the the brain here. So he is a touchdown scorer. The knock on his game is that he doesn't have a lot of yardage after the catch, but you don't need to when you're separating and scoring touchdowns. So I, that would be my bowl call. Last one, geek, the Bucks. So the Bucks. Russell Gage is a top 24 wide receiver until Chris Godwin's back in the lineup. Yeah, I don't, I don't in PPR know. PPR leagues. That. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but um uh all right, isn't he hurt? Is he back? Is he healthy again? Like um all right, listen, it's not that crazy. I, I don't know if that's bold enough for me. Give me something bolder than that. All right, here it is. You want something a little bolder yeah, to go out on? Enough. That's like all right. Leonard Fournette is Leonard Fournette and is a top five running back this year in PPR leagues. He's he's people are 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 like disgusted taking him in the second round. This is a player that could go in the first round. I know Rashad white is there, but what's Tom Brady's history with rookies, even rookies with talent. It, when, when the blitz is coming, does he want Rashad white standing in front of those linemen that are trying to come for his throat? Or does he want Leonard Fournette who understands and is in sync with him? Leonard Fournette's going to be on the field. Leonard Fournette in PPR leagues is the top five running back. Everybody. That's a bold yeah, call. I, I just think it's, it's bizarre that people don't expect that to happen. So um, you know, that's what he did for a long stretch of last season. And there's no reason why things won't pick up exactly. Yeah. Tom Brady's not in there. Like, let me, let me, you know, train some new guys. It's yeah, not, no, he's not there he's, for that. He will play. Rashad White will play. But on when, when the rubber meets the road, it's Leonard Fournette. It, it, it will, you know, there'll be some empty carries for Rashad White. Obviously, if injury could strike. So, all right. You've been listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Of course, I'm here with the Fantasy Football Geek. Everyone should go over to uh, DFS Army. They have the best uh, DFS, uh, you know, content and winners. And everyone knows that all of the links are in the video description below. I want everyone to go follow at DFS Army. Go follow on Twitter at FFootballGeek. And let's also remind everybody the Sharp app. The Geek is the co-founder or founder of the Sharp app, which has, I think, some of the best betting content. All the tools on there. Just download the Sharp app. It's free. All the great information and all those links, again, will be in the video description below. Uh, follow Rotowire. Everyone here does. Just remember to like and subscribe to the uh, video and channel. And if you want to check out right now, Rotowire's rankings and draft kit are free. If you haven't done this yet, you are not taking advantage of free. Free? Two days free. You go two days behind the paywall. Just go to rotowire.com 
forward slash try and just put in your email, no credit card. And then it just unlocks the paywall for two days. You can check out all of our cheat sheets, everything, download them if you want, right? We we're so confident. You're going to love all the content. You're going to decide to sign up, but right now, rotowire.com forward slash try. All right, geek. Um, thank you as always for coming on. We love that having you on. This was a great bold predictions. If you're listening on the video, rewind it and you can get some more bold predictions. We'll be back next Friday. I got Bob Harris coming on for the Rotowire podcast. Good luck in your leagues, everybody. Uh, send us your drafts on Twitter. We'll love to give you a draft grade and give you some feedback. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.